Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Coach, Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogus with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Guys, sure. Good morning. Good morning to you. And, uh, you know, it's been a, certainly, uh, Coach, I mean, it, it's been an interesting year up until this point for, for the Tennessee Titans with the quarterback change at all. Yeah, well, I mean, and you guys know this. You've been doing this a long time, just like I have. You know, at the end of the day, it's a production business. And, and, and you know, during that, the course of that uh, up to and then during the course of that Denver game, you know, when Mike Vrabel made the change, you know, at the quarterback position, you know, he just was not getting the, the, the production, you know, you know, from Marcus that, 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 that he wanted. that And, you know, not only he wanted, I think that, that Marcus also – you know, would admit that 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 his his production level was not as as to where he wanted it to be either, and it was the correct decision to make at the time. And and there's it's always tough when you make uh, roster changes and you make position changes in the National Football League, but especially at the quarterback position, and especially you know with the quarterback that is you know that has been your guy for for four plus years. But it was the correct decision to make to make at the time, and then you know that's uh, essentially why. You know, Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, was, was signed in the offseason, not necessarily expecting a change, but in the in the event that there was one, then you had a guy that had 88 uh, career starts you know, under his belt, and, and you felt like could come in and, and, and do the job for you. And, and again, it, it's been the the change was made. I think that it was proper at the time, and so uh, you know, you just you just move forward once you make those decisions. No question about it, Coach. I, you know, I'm curious about Mariota, though. What, you know, and he's flashed. Why don't Why don't you think we've seen the consistency? And obviously, have seen a regression here in Mariota in 2019. Well, I think you know, you know, there's there's you know, clearly the the reasons that have been put out there, and 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 most of them are very legitimate. You know, first of all, you know, the injuries, the injury issue. You know, you know, with Marcus has been something that uh, you know since 2016, especially that has kept him from reaching, I think, what he wanted to do. And then also, you know, he's had a period of, 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 of offensive coordinators here. But, uh, you know, I think on top of it, uh, I think the, the first thing to, to go with would be the, the, the number of injuries that he has suffered that have, that have really, you know, kept him from continuing to develop, you know, ever since, uh, ever since Jacksonville, you know, a couple of years ago when he, when he suffered the broken leg. You know, and was really having a, a, a really nice year. Then, then there's been, and then last year, you know, the the issues you know, with with the with the neck, and then then the arm, and the nerve issues. I think all of it just compounded. And so, uh, you know, you, there's always there's always reasons, you know, for for things that happen in the National Football League, but especially at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, it, it it's such an important position. But with Marcus, I think, you know, the, the, the changing coordinators, the changing schemes, and plus I think the injuries have been some of the biggest issues for Marcus. Dave, if he gets healthy, if he finds, uh, you know, maybe a more stable situation somewhere else, is there still a good NFL quarterback in there? Well, absolutely. I mean, this is a stable situation here. I think it was just, you know, at the point in time as to when it happened. Absolutely. Marcus is, a, you know, first of all, I mean, he's exactly the type of person that you would want as a quarterback. I mean, there is no, there's no better. He's, he's, a, he's a true professional in every sense of the word. And, uh, and absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think that he can, he's a, he's a starting quarterback.
quarterback in the National Football League. And as I said, this is a stable situation here. It was just at the time, you know, things weren't working, and so the change was made. Um, you know, Coach, with the matchup this weekend for Tennessee, as you get to set to take on um, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, at home, and, t- and, can- and then the reports coming out of KC is that Mahomes was a full participant at practice. You know, do you think Vrabel and his coaching staff are going into this one at this stage of the week and, and believing that Mahomes is going to be there under center for Kansas City on Sunday? Yeah, guys, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I coached for 31 years in the National Football League. And going into it, you know, especially you know, with, with, with the injury report, you always prepare as if, you know, their, their starter at any position or their best player at any position that is coming back from injury, if there's a chance, and especially if they start practicing on Wednesday, you always go into it prepared to play that player. And so I think, I think everybody is, is, is going into it prepared, you know, for, for, for Patrick Mahomes to come back and play this, play this football game. You know, Moore has done a great job, you know, since, uh, you know, since, since Mahomes has been hurt. But, uh, yes, I think you go into all of these things always in the National Football League preparing to play against their best. But from, like, a, a, a schedule point of view, a logistics point of view, how would you break down the prep time on the practice field in meetings between Mahomes and then Matt Moore, just in case it is more on Sunday? Well, I don't know. I mean, Andy, I mean, the reports that you see out of there, Andy Reid said that, you know, that they were, they were going to, uh, you know, progress him as far as, as, as far as to how much he could take and where he was in his – in his recovery, and then you know the early reports were that they uh, that he got more work than they anticipated because clearly he's further along than they thought. So I mean I'm not there, so I really don't know, but I do I do know this that uh, you know he's a he's a very very dangerous quarterback. He's a special talent in the National Football League, and as I said, Andy's offense has been running very well, you know, without him, but with him he just adds that other element for the off schedule stuff, and then brings the special talents that he does to it. So I, I think he's been he's been getting a pretty good majority of the work. And, uh, you know, we'll see when Sunday comes. But as I said, as a 31-year coach in the National Football League and, you know, as a, as a, as a defensive coach in the National Football League, I always prepared, you know, to play their best, you know, if somebody had a chance to come back. What does Tannehill present here at the quarterback's position, Coach? Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's a, uh, he's a veteran quarterback that's got uh, – you know, as I said, he had 88 starts, you know, under his belt, you know, when he was signed here from Miami. I mean, he, he's a guy that, that understands, you know, what he's looking at, gets, gets rid of the ball quick, you know, is, is, is a very good athlete, can still make plays with his legs, can, you know, and he, he's able to, he, he will stand, he will, he will stand in there. And, you know, one of the biggest things for, for, for any quarterback once they come into the National Football League, the first thing is able to be, Stand in the cylinder back there and discern what you're seeing, and be able to to throw your receivers open, and be able to trust your receivers and trust your arm, and you know because very seldom are, are receivers ever going to be you know completely wide open before the ball's delivered in the National Football League, just because of the way coverages are. So he's you know he's a veteran that that that, that possesses all of those types of things, and and I think that was you know part of the of the reason to everybody really. You know, you'd like to be able to have you know very capable backups across the board, you know, with your active roster. But when you have a a, a quarterback, you know that that your backup quarterback that has got that many starts under his belt, it's a good feeling for you. Coach, moving away from the Titans for just a second here, I don't I don't know if you saw or heard what Mitchell Trubisky said yesterday, but you know, pointing out that he's hearing all of the negative talk from outsiders, would it would it spook you as his head coach? to have him admit that he's hearing all that stuff? 
Yeah, I didn't see that. You know, I've got uh, you know a pretty good history there with the Bears. Yeah, the first ten years of my career were there with the Bears, and and, and regardless of you know of, of which team it is, you know, in the National Football League. I mean, it look it, it's it's a very very visible and, and uh, you know. Uh, sport, uh, you know, and, and the scrutiny is always going to be there. You know that. You know that when you're coaching. You know that when you're a head coach. You know that when you're a player, and especially if you're a quarterback. And so you've got to be able to, to move all of that out. I mean, I've always, you know, likened it to elevator music. I mean, you hear it when you get in the elevator, punch a button. The elevator goes up. It's on all the time. When you when the door opens, it, it shuts and it goes off. It, the music's always going to be there, but it has nothing to do with the operation of the elevator. <laughs> It's just elevator music. Don't pay much attention to it. Uh, you know, Coach, I'm, I'm curious because, you know, I, I'm you know it. You've seen it. You, you know, you're, you're locked into the football each and every week. You know, the criticism of the officiating, you know, the challenges of pass interference, how kind of the, that is do, the amount of flags we've seen in these games, in some of these games. Um, you know, do you think that's do you think that that's as big of a problem as many people make it out to be? Well, guys, I think it. I think it's a problem. Anytime you have you you have a, a, enough flags being thrown that it that it chops the game up, you know. And, and and you know, just from a from a viewer's point of it, you know, just just chopping the flow of the game up, I think is something that you know that that nobody wants to see. And you ask specifically about the pass interference. You know, of course, the 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 reaction to the to the play that wasn't called. You know, uh, in, in the in the New Orleans Rams games back in the in the NFC Championship game, you know, the reaction to that, and then, you know, once you once you once you implement that that rule and allow it to be challenged, but now when it's challenged, you know, the the, the reversal rate is very very small on that, and so you're really looking at yourself and wondering, you know, well, why was that even, you know, why was that even implemented if if you could challenge it, and it looks like that really when it goes to review and it goes back to New York, that they're always going to go with the, with what's called on the field. I think I think just what anybody wants out of officiating, and believe me, I've, I've been in this league for 34 years. I know how tough a job officiating is in the National Football League. But I think just the, the consistency of officiating and consistency of calls, you know, whether it, it's for or against your team, that really doesn't matter. What you really want you know, across the board is the consistency of calls, and I think that's what everybody wants. Coach, what's the fix? Is it full-time officials? Is it simplified rules? What do you think could get us away from, from all this drama and all these problems? Well, I mean, I you know I don't I don't I don't necessarily think the full time officials is something that because I mean still you've got to make those calls in real time, guys, and you guys have followed this for a long time too. Things happen very very fast out there. It's a human game. Sometimes you're going to have human error. When I first you know came into this league, you know coaching for Mike Ditka, you know back there with the Bears, there were no there were no challenges. Right, I mean, if, if you just dealt with it. Against you, you, did, you just dealt with it and you played through it and you went on. And and so there's always going to be questions as far as just because it's it's the human element in the game so you know i don't think you know if if somebody's a full time it's still going to make that much difference with that i think just what you want and 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 guys in my humble opinion you know i've watched this you know i've been involved in over 650 nfl games in my career when you look at it when you look at i think the scrutiny now that comes with all the instant replay and all the slow mode as we pull it down i mean they the, the officials have become under you know, such a, a, a an intense microscope with with every call. I think sometimes you know you, you, you they get a little 
get a little bit paralyzed because they know they're going to be so scrutinized and so looked at, you know, that sometimes if they've got an out as far as to make a call and then it can go to review uh, and then let somebody else make the decision, some of that's, you know, filtered into it too, I think. So, you know, to me, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. There are clearly some more egregious than others, but, you know, sometimes you just have to play through it and keep on going. We're chatting with Dave McInnes, uh, former NFL head coach, NFL analyst, Titans Radio Network. And, Coach, final one for me, and, and that is this. There's a, a there's kind of a general thought the NFC is wide open, right, that you know, that you've got a number of great teams, quality teams, but the AFC is not, even with their loss to the Ravens this past weekend. That's kind of the Patriots come playoff time, going through Foxborough and everybody else. Do you think the Do you think the AFC is more wide open than people think, or do you think people are right? Well, I mean, you know, you just look at what Baltimore, what happened with Baltimore, New England last week. I mean, that's you know, you look anytime you get a chance. That's the thing about the National Football League, guys. It's different from any of our other you know uh, major you know professional sports. Is you've only got sixteen of these chances. And, and and even when you get into the playoffs in, in the in the National Football League, it's a one and done thing. And so I think that in itself lends itself to being extremely wide open because you know everybody's got a chance every Sunday, Monday, or Thursday that you go out there that you go out there to play. So just to anoint somebody as being the best and nobody else can touch them, I think that you know whether it's AFC or NFC, I've just done this too long to know that's really not the case in the National Football League. Hey, Coach, thank you so much. We certainly appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll chat again soon. Guys, it's my pleasure. Thanks for calling. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.